Hello, everyone. Welcome. We're back here for movie night. And lots of healing. I know when we do these movie sessions, I can just feel it. You know, we're, we are healing for the whole universe. Everyone's waiting. <laughs> Everyone's... <laughs> <laughs> yes, we get excited seeing all your faces and your emotions. <laughs> so it's beautiful to have you here. What we have been doing is uh, Linda's been putting out a poll, to, and this time the poll was like a, an emotions poll. So polling your emotions, what emotions are up for you, and and uh, it's, like, it's like survey says at the top was unworthiness, <laughs> followed close behind by rejection, and then running a third was anxiety. So that's good for you, for you to to tell us what what those emotions are because that helps us. Uh, a little bit towards a movie. <laughs> we we were really uh, praying and watching. It was like we were in a waterbed tonight. You know, it would tilt over this way for this movie, and then it swish over there, and it was swooshing around. And so, uh, yeah, we were just floating along. And as I was praying here right before the start of of our movie tonight, I was just really remembering that all of us have had quite an intense emotional ride in on planet Earth, in time and space. Uh, for some of you, maybe it was a little more wild in your childhood, uh, maybe a little more um, um, ambiguous, out of control, uh, or it could have been extremely intense. Uh, there's other of us who had, I think, more of a, a relatively, it's, I always say relatively stable <laughs> childhood, uh, because, uh, you know, when, when people talk about dysfunctional families, you know, by definition, if you come into time and space, you have a dysfunctional family. Uh, no matter any, what, the microcosm or the macrocosm or whatever, it's, it's a death wish, so the emotions that we've all gone through in this journey through time and space have been very intense. I think for myself in the parable of David, I think I had a relatively stable uh, childhood, and then, um, of course, adolescence is always a ride, and then young adulthood, it, then you start to Whatever you had buried or denied or repressed, it comes shooting up into your awareness and your life starts to feel absolutely unmanageable. And what I like about A Course in Miracles and I like about the pathway that we're all joined together on is that Jesus tells us that he, he's, he's really not a big fan of, of like reincarnation. He says reincarnation is not even a necessary concept in the curriculum. And as far as karma or incarnating with karma, bringing something from the past, basically he's saying that when you came to this world, you brought the world with you. So you didn't arrive here and just see randomly what your 
your circumstances are, show up. Oh, who's who's mom and dad? Well, oh, what have I got for siblings here? What kind of neighborhood is this? You know, what culture am I? What language am I speaking? You know, it's like Jesus says, no. When you came here, you brought the world with you, down to the smallest, smallest details. So. Everything that we perceive for every moment that we experience time and space is, is because we have elected it in our mind. You know, how he says, you know, I am responsible for what I see, I choose the feelings I experience, and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for, and I receive as I have asked. He goes on to say, and that's in the text, in the workbook he goes on to say, it is impossible for anything to come to me unbidden by myself. Even in this world it is I that rule my destiny. What happens is what I desire. And what does not occur is what I do not want to happen. Well, down to the tiniest details. Everything that we perceive is a motion picture of our consciousness and, and it's a quantum thing. Like when you come, you, you bring the whole cosmos with you and so every, even though it seems to have a lot of variation for what seems to be separate people, it's down to the finest detail is, is selected. So, if we just hold that in mind at the beginning before we start this movie, it's good because you start to realize that, that everything that we experience is planned and designed by one who knows our good. There is nothing fortunate or unfortunate about what's, what seems to be occurring. There is nothing lucky or unlucky. There is nothing random and that you can start to see that if you start to take a step back in your mind and just look at your linear world and the life that you seem to live, all of the situations and all of the characters were there only for one reason and that was to free the mind from the belief in the ego. The circumstances, people, places, things, they don't really have any purpose whatsoever other than, you know, freeing your mind from the ego. Or like when Neo is in, in the training program, you know, with Morpheus, at one point, you know, Morpheus says, I'm trying to free your mind. So that's basically what Jesus is, is saying to us. I'm trying to free your mind. And I have to use whatever you perceive because that will help you get in touch with what you believe. And you don't know what you believe. In fact, if you f were fully aware of what you believe, it would be pretty easy to discard the ego. You would, if you were fully, fully, fully aware of everything that you believe, and you could start to see that much of what you believe, we'll say most of what you believe, we'll say most all of what you believe, if you could start to see that as a death wish, you know, you would just say, this is not serving me, this is not bringing me happiness, 
this is not bringing me joy, this is not bringing me freedom, freedom of mind, uh, I don't have any harmony. So you would see it for what it is and then you would let it go. That's why we seem to go through such harsh experiences is because this is like a veil of ignorance. This is like an attempt to run away from the light instead of opening up to the light. This was, this was an attempt to run away, to flee, to hide, like in The Lion King, you know. Simba is there, he watches his father get run over by a herd, actually, and then he tries to climb out of the canyon and Scar kind of makes sure he doesn't get out. But then, uh, it's Scar's interpretation, you killed your father. That's, that's where the intensity always comes in, it's the interpretation. If Scar had said, oh, it wasn't your fault, and these things happen, and you're going to be alright, and had loved him and nurtured him, that would have been a very different interpretation of, of Mufasa, uh, his father dying. And so, today's movie is, is based on a true story, and it's, it's a forgiveness movie. So it's beautiful that we have these emotions of unworthiness and we have these emotions of rejection and anxiety and of course forgiveness is the healing bomb. It's what we need is forgiveness. Uh, any movie that shows us, points us toward forgiveness is going to be very, very helpful. For a lot of us who have gone through some very, very traumatic interpretations, what happens is it seems like we have fallen into projection where we project the error out to the characters and we think people were mean to us or they were rude or they were uh, attacking, aggressive and everything. It's all an attempt to get rid of something Instead of forgiving it, instead of releasing it in the mind, it's the attempt to see it where it's not, which is in the projected world. And so t this movie today is really fantastic for that. It's going to be a, a father-son forgiveness movie. Um, it, it, has a, it has a love story in it. it. It has a huge forgiveness story in it. And... Um, We've never actually done a movie session where we've used this and we've recorded uh, our own interactions and our own insights and in a way that we could share it, you know, with, with all of our brothers and sisters on the planet. Uh, there was a time when the community, we went on an outing. Remember that era when you used to go out of the house and, you know, go to a movie theater, you know, that, that era back there, that's what we did. We went out to, uh, was it, uh, was it my birthday or no? no that was, a, no, that was, was an uh, that was another movie. Mm -hmm. It was just an outing. We went to Ihihik to a theater. We went on an outing. We piled into a movie theater and saw this movie. But we haven't done a, a good old fashioned movie gathering where we really take it in and, and go through it and go through the experience together and record it to publish it for all of our brothers and sisters. So the name of tonight's movie is I Can Only Imagine. 
you're all looking at me like, okay, what's the name of it? <laughs> David, <laughs> David's saying, I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. That's the title. That's the title of the movie. We, were, we had a couple movies floating around here until the very end. We didn't know. It was like, it's like a waterbed. We didn't know. But that's, that's our movie tonight. And so we have uh, a family, a father, uh, a mother, and a son that will start us off as this story kind of gets underway. Um, it's actually more of a flashback. I think it actually starts... Anybody know the uh, Christian singer Amy Grant? Yeah, I grew up with Amy Grant. I, I you know, Love Can Find a Way and, and a lot of beautiful songs. I uh, really enjoyed her music. So this is kind of a, our main character joining with, with Amy Grant and then rec recollecting the story of his life at how he came to write a, a beautiful healing song and sing and perform and so it has it has development of our main character from a sense of I think pretty strong um, unworthiness I mean it, it's he seems quite uh, inspired I, I watch this movie and I think, wow, I wish I was as inspired as he was when he was 11. <laughs> when I was 11, I think, I can't imagine that I was inspired. But also, he has a lot of other factors, family factors that are there too. But he's pretty, uh, this little guy Bart is pretty tuned in, a little tuned in 11-year-old uh, who's, who's uh, he loves music. He just loves music. He's all swept away and his heart is opening and so on and so forth. And then he has, we'll say, family factors that seem to be uh, uh, blocking or reflecting his block to fully going into that. And then the movie is really going to be an opportunity to see him expand his faith and expand his faith and keep trusting in the face of, of what seems to be adversity and trusting and trusting and trusting. And I think all of us can benefit from this in the sense that really that's what we will need to forgive. What Jesus means by forgive is overlook the error entirely. That means that you don't still perceive offenses, you don't still perceive grievances, you don't still perceive error, you learn with Jesus and the Holy Spirit's help to overlook the error entirely. So it's not like you first react to something that's there and then you have to figure out a way to forgive what you perceived. You have to come to such a humbleness that you let your mind be rinsed of every scrap of judgment, every scrap of personal interpretation because it doesn't matter how tiny the scrap is as long as you have the scrap of error we'll call it in the mind even just the tiniest scrap it's going to be like the princess and the pea it's going to be it's going to be something you're going to still feel because it's actually it's actually very very unnatural 
So we're learning from Jesus, and this is really good to keep in mind as you watch this movie, is he says your, your main problem is you still believe that you must forgive the truth. That's the problem. You still believe you must forgive the truth. And what that means is what your five senses, what your five senses are showing you, as long as you think that there's any truth in what you're perceiving with your five senses, then it puts your mind in an impossible situation of having to forgive the truth. And, and in fact, it, you don't really have to do that because that's not actually what forgiveness is. It's, it's to see that there was no error. It's to be so joined with the light that, that anything from the past that you've held in your mind is, is given over to the light and you merge with that light. So in the end, you might say that all your brothers and sisters are actually a light being called Christ. That's, that's what spiritual vision is. That's what vision shows you is pure light. That's what revelation is. That's what the great rays are. That's where all this is heading. But as long as we still find ourselves emotionally reacting to anything in time and space, it just means that we still believe we have to forgive the truth. We have to believe that what's presented before us, the appearances the images that appear before us in consciousness, we, we have believed are true. And that's why it's so hard to forgive uh, form, because you can't, actually. You can't forgive the form. The, the form is only appearing there because you believe it's possible. And in the end, we have to go through a lot of cleansing and clearing. So I think I think this is the first time in our series, we've kind of got off to a, a real bang. We've had some real metaphysical uh, movies here. With, we, we were gearing up for this whole series with source code and we, we jumped in with was it frequency and then oblivion and now we're going back to Texas. We're taking you to Texas now. Now it's time to get down to the ranch in Texas, and if you can forgive what goes on in Texas, then you're on your way to heaven. Uh, because, you know, now we're getting down to this, these interpersonal kind of day-in, day-out relationships, and when we perceive an attack, again, there's no way that you can forgive attack except you can release it in your mind. But as long as you believe it, then you'll perceive it. So this movie presents us with lots of opportunities, many opportunities to look upon the world and to pray to see the call for love. This is a father-son movie where the... Holy Spirit is, is there, always there in every situation, but as long as the mind can't see the call for love, and until that heart opens, until the love pours forth, until that humbleness comes in uh, of, I hope I have been wrong, that humbleness of, please, Lord, show me 
another way to look at my brother, to look at my sister, until that humbleness, I mean, good old-fashioned, get down on your knees and, and, and open your heart and ask for help. Uh, that's, that's what these movies are really good for, because as long as we perceive attack, we aren't even close to forgiveness. Uh, you know, Jesus said, you know, before you get the log or the beam, you know, or before you get the speck out of your brother's eye, he said in the Bible, get the beam or the log out of your own. That's kind of a graphic thing, you know. You see some, oh, I don't like that speck over there. Jesus is like, what about that log that you've got in your perception? Let's deal with the log. <laughs> but that's what we need when we're, when we're watching movies like this. We need to be reminded from Jesus that, that we need to get the log out. Because there's no way we can be lighthearted and happy and joyful and gleeful consistently as if we have a, a log of, of error <laughs> in our mind. You know, what is that Gethsemane? Uh, or what's that that park up in uh, Northern California with the, the great redwoods, the, I forget what it's called. Hmm? Yosemite, well, it's the, it's the ones. It's these big giant redwood trees. <laughs> now those are some logs. Eric's smiling, he knows what I'm talking about. He, he's from Northern California, he's seen some of those things. Those are some logs. <laughs> those are some logs. I went to hug one of those trees one time and <laughs> I couldn't. I think I disappeared trying to hug it. You know, it was so big, but it was beautiful. So let's watch this movie. We may pause a little bit here and there, but um, we, I think it will really leave us with a very enlightening discussion today because um, this is definitely aimed at at uh, washing away the unworthiness and the the rejection and the anxiety and and I would say it, it's one of those real heartfelt kind of movies that really give us a good you can really sink your teeth into it you can really go for it with this movie because it's it's just what many of us have have gone through but now we're just in a in a point of our life where we're ready to uh, to let the log go. And we're going to do it together tonight. So enjoy. Sit back and enjoy the movie and uh, also be ready for some really great music too. You know, it's really great. Okay. Very good. Okay. There's our moment. Go home. <laughs> That's the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is always just telling us to go and face face our thoughts and face our mind and everything, and, and it seems to take the form sometimes, but I think that's, that's a beautiful moment, because it's, it's, there's such a focus on the outcome, and everything's built to this moment, and so on and so forth, and it's, it's usually the, the reflections that come back, they're just have thoughts going in the mind, but uh, yeah, that was, I was waiting to hear that, oh, go home.
That was a sweet moment. Okay, let's let's continue on, see where it goes. Hmm. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. That was beautiful. Ah, there we go. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. Ah. <laughs> oh. Oh, feel the healing. Oh, there's a puppy dog who's getting all that love and affection there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Beautiful, beautiful healing movie, Forgiveness. It's just, you know, wow, you can just feel the opening there to when he says, well, if, if my dad can change like that, then anyone can, you know, and, and that just shows you, that's like the, the faith expander that just takes your mind and just opens it wide, realizing, you know, how you, you have the power inside, and you've had it all along, and you can, you can see that love, and you can extend that love, and and all the things from the past, you know, basically his dad went from, you know, don't dream, that's not real, it doesn't put food on the table, and associating dreaming and opening to what can be shown, you know, as, as the, the unreality, and then the harsh, uh, experiences of this world as being uh, real. And it's interesting when he, he does go home, after he's told go home, and he does go home and and there's his dad making cinnamon rolls and bacon and orange juice and doing everything he can to open up and then, you know, he he goes out the door saying, you know, you know, this isn't real, you can't you can't turn it around. He's, he, for a moment there, he was adopting that past stance, you know, that the harshness of the world was the reality of things. But, but it's like, it's, it's like we keep getting those opportunities where we have that opportunity to just let go of everything we think we know about this world, everything we think we know about life. And this is the kind of movie where you can just feel your heart burst open as it's another witness to us that, that we, we can't look back. And, and basically that's what his, uh, his dad told him in the end, you know. He was like saying, here, here's my life insurance money, you go for your dream and you don't look back. And then the whole thing seemed to witness to that with him uh, writing the song. It's like it wrote, it wrote it. It wrote it, the song was written through him. And then uh, even giving the song away to Amy Grant so it could reach so many people. And then still that was orchestrated too. How beautiful she got to the stage and she said, no, this is not my story, this is not my song to sing, this is not my moment, this is, this is yours. And, 
you could just feel the presence of love just orchestrating every single scene just for that impact of that bursting love. And this whole song is that too, you know, will I dance before you Jesus, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Well, I would love to hear, I would love to hear how it touched you, what, what did you came away from this, what did you take from this movie? What, what really was the message that was written on your heart? I would love to hear, we would all love to hear. Hey, Esther just raised her hands. Go ahead, Esther. There is Esther. I, I had some very cool experiences with my father. Um, I was always aware that I was the one there to teach him about transcending the ego somehow, even though I may not have said it in those terms, but... Um, I always, he wasn't exactly the greatest father, and, um, there was a lot of longing, um, to have experiences with him that didn't happen, but then I always kept up the, the dream, I always made the effort to please him with what he felt I should do for him, like go to his concerts and get involved with his music, even though my my life was very, very scheduled. I was, um, but anyway, so at the end of, at the end of my time with him, it was very bizarre. Um, I went to the Rampa school and he, I talked to him on the phone the night before he died. I said to him some things that I had heard about his work. Um, he, anyway, I, I, I told him to go towards the darkness, not the light, if he were to pass on, because that's what I was being taught, so I thought. And then the next day they told me that my father died, and I said, no, he didn't. Because I, I was interpreting that it was my father in heaven that they were talking about. Because my adopted father had just died like a couple months before. And there was no way that I was going to interpret it any other way than my father in heaven did not die. And so there were a lot of healing opportunities with me, my father. Um... And it took me, it took me 10 years to believe that he actually died because that was when my mental illness started. I couldn't handle it. I didn't go to see the body. I couldn't get out of bed that day. 
And my idea was that if I didn't see the body, that means he wasn't dead. And the rumpus school taught some, some things like that people can change bodies and I don't know, that's my interpretation of what I heard. And so I was always dreaming that it was him when I saw somebody and I would call my stepmom and say, oh, I saw Micha, you know, and he, he's in another body. And she never said anything uh, opposite of that or tell me that I was deluded. So I was interpreting that to be that it was true until I started to get help. Thank you, Esther. Yeah. I know, we've been on this ride together, the, with your opening through the Ramtha School and, and, that, and then diving into the Course, but that very first thought that you had about your Father in Heaven, you know, that's, that's where it's coming full circle, it seems. It's all coming full circle. Yeah. Because it's, I remember that part in the Course where Jesus said, you have many strange beliefs, but perhaps the strangest one of all is the belief that you can lose the ones that you love. And so, yeah, this is what we're healing right now, this, this belief in loss. Because there's a deep love in there, you had a deep love for your father and and it was something hard to accept and and all your practice here with the Course and everything that you're doing every day and all of your practices are just aimed at at aligning and letting go and and your deep desire to, to, to remember God. Jesus says you would weep if you remembered how beautiful heaven was and all the ones that you love are there for you and with you. So, thank you. I can just see it on your face how healing this is. It's just beautiful. Thank you for just, for being so transparent with it. It's beautiful. Thank you, Esther. Love you. Okay, thank you, Esther. We have Anna Carroll. Go ahead, Anna Carroll. I, this movie has brought me really full circle. I've been listening to so many things of yours, David, and been so much stuff with, with my daughter, the oldest one, the other two, and uh, guilt and fear and all kinds of stuff. And so today I, I, I re-listened to some messages and this oldest daughter was saying, you've got to respect your children. Learn how to respect your children, and I love you. 
and it's like that. And, and seeing this too, it's, it's like the fear has melted away and all of these misinterpretations I've made, all of the, it's like a, a deep reaction, a deep no when I would hear the, the phone ring and it was her. It's, it's just like there's forgiveness here. There's, there's a, a, I can see the innocence in, in them, no matter what happens now or what. I don't have to be afraid anymore. Uh, what's real and what's important is is this love and this innocence and this this truth of who I am, who they are, and it's like all is forgiven. That uh, that uh, I don't have to feel that guilt and and that. Thank you. Thank you, AC. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to go to Robert over there in the co-living community. Go ahead, Robert. Uh, hi, David. Um, yeah, the, the, this movie, it really uh, affected me in different ways. Um, you know, it, it made me count my blessings to, to, to see the kind of lives that some people have. And it just made me grateful. And I saw a movie last night that did the same thing to me. It just made me grateful because I know the kind of lives that some people have in this world. And I, I can't imagine what would have happened to me if I'd been born into a situation like that. And you know, it, it really, when he was going through the loss of his father, it really just brought up a lot, a lot of stuff for me um, in regards to my mother. And, you know, I've, <laughs> I felt myself just getting jealous that he was making amends with his father. And it was beautiful, but it was like, oh, shit, why didn't I do that with my mother? It's like, there's all this... Uh, <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I've, I've had so much healing here in this community um, with regards to my mother. I mean, I just, you know, it, it just seems like I, I don't know how I can ever just truly let go of this until, you know, I'm back in spirit with her. I mean, I just feel like, you know, I mean, linear time, it's, it's boy, it's cruel. You know, it's just, it just seems like, there's no way just to go back in time and, you know, say the things I wanted to say to her. But, you know, then you just said that the strangest idea we have is that we can never lose the ones we love. And, I mean, I guess when, it, when we take it to A Course of Miracles, the only relationship we ever have is in the mind, and she's still in my mind. So, you know, I'm still trying to trying to wrestle with these metaphysics and it just, it really brought up a lot of stuff for me. 
you know, a lot of, like, <laughs> a lot of unworthiness, a lot of unworthiness as a son. I mean, you know, it's, I don't, <laughs> I always, I think I always just wanted to, you know, just, just make her happy. And I don't, I don't think I really did. You know, and I'm just, I'm just still processing all this stuff. And, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, I just, I guess that's just, that's everything I have to say right now. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I see Frank there raised his hand. Hi, Frank, go ahead. Hi. So, yeah, thank you for that. I had a very different experience this time because we saw the movie uh, when Kirsten was in Zurich. That's the one uh, we saw. And um, I got really angry, you know, at the end. And like, uh forget the name of person who spoke before I, I had this envy and um, you know uh, yeah, yeah I was really angry that you know I thought this okay this this is a movie you know it's perfect and in my life it didn't happen like that nobody you know my father I, I mean it didn't end up like that in my story uh, with that forgiveness but um, so this time it's very, we had a very different experience. I wasn't even thinking of my parents at all. There was, uh, I, I was really into it and, um, and I was very moved by the scene uh, where he sits by the bed when, when the father dies on that little drawing. I thought that drawing was so amazing, you know, of this monster and he's, Oh my God, that's like so, I thought that was so moving. And what the father said to him um, <clears throat> at the end when he says, uh, you know, when he, he uh, says, go chase your dream and never look back, you know. And I thought, wow, that's like straight from the Holy Spirit, you know. Um, I, I, I was, you know, I forgot I was watching with, you know, I was going to pause it there and just feel it, you know, then mm -hmm. I realized <laughs> I'm live, <laughs> it does, but there was, um, yeah, for me, it's really, uh, you know, I mean, as you know, David, we're going into quite a project here with that piece of land and all that. And uh, I've been really, we've been watching a lot of movies here with Jeffrey and Susanna and I've been going really deep and, you know, and so I guess what I'm trying to say is just between Christmas and now something I was able to release, you know, I didn't even think of my parents, not, not at all, you know, and I've been doing journaling 
I found a thing <laughs> that sounds crazy, but it really works for me, you know, to go back into time is to do this tapping thing, you know, it's great. It's just easy and, you know, I release and it's easy, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really good. So I've been doing that intensively and going, but, um, you know, I got in touch. I mean, it's become, it's, I'm awakening to the truth. I, I don't know how to explain it. That it's past. And so my big thing, my dream, as you know, is to ride horses again. And I would like to use that with the prisoners. And uh, at that place, I mean, it's made for it. It's like, and so, but the pain you know, so it's like almost like it was like spirit saying, go chase your dream, do it. You know, don't look back. And I realize metaphysically the pain is, I mean, I'm get, you know, the lesson where it talks about the, the cup when it falls and it's just a, 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 a past reference that I keep going to and you know, I'm, but I'm saying is I'm ready for a new experience. I know what that means now. I mean, or I'm beginning to know, I know, but it means that just everything I feel in my body is from the past. And yeah, so I was very inspired. It was like spirit talking to me directly, go chase that dream. I say, how oh, can I chase the dream? You know, I have this pain and say, no, that's in the past. That's in the past, you know. So I that's was big for me. So that's what I I got. I mean, that was for me the strongest part this time around. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, beautiful, Frank! I can see it on your face. You this that was that one that one line you needed from the whole movie. <laughs> you know, don't go chase your dreams and don't look back because it's there's a part in the course where Jesus says, yeah. Then your your future comes from from a new purpose that you found in the present, and it means it the future won't be like the past uh, because of the purpose that you give. And yeah, Jeffrey sent me some photographs uh, of the property. I, I was showing it to Slava a, a little while ago, and and how beautiful and serene and all those components of helping people, working with prisoners, working with people that are willing and open and have open hearts and and then the horses and everything. It's just like it's it's all just coming to you so effortlessly now. And so it's great that you can really start to feel that that presence because you know it's it's only the ego that would try to say that there's pain or there's something that can hold you back from your destiny. And this kind of movie is, you know, when we feel that feeling and, and we see the Father channeling the Holy Spirit there, you know, that's so powerful. Because it's just, like Robert was just saying, you know, he, he was saying he couldn't even imagine having a childhood like that, but it just showed, it was such an extreme example of, of how we can we have the power to let the past go. So, how beautiful that that, that that those words came right to 
through that father there and right into your heart. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, it's so touching. <laughs> yeah, reborn again. We're reborn again. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. Thank you. Okay, next we'll go to Anna over in the Mexico community. Go ahead, Anna. Hi. Hi, David. Hi. Mm. It was just, um, yeah, I was just very touched by the movie. Um, yeah, like a few weeks ago, and actually it was for Mother's Day. I called my mom and she just started saying like, um, like please forgive me and oh no, this movie just broke. No, like and we never had really a relationship and it, it was like seeing what just happened in the movie that you know, like there was all this hurt, all this hurt that I felt when I was growing up and all this pain and I just knew how to run away from it and yeah my mom was just telling me like you know I wanna start again and please forgive me and so yeah I just it, I guess it just touched that place inside of me, you know? Again, and, and she even said, like, these words, like, I don't feel like I have a lot of time, but, you know, she's not sick or anything, but she just still said that. I don't feel like I have a lot of time, but I want to, you know, heal our relationship and start again, and... And I can just see, like, you know, like, there's this anger inside of me, you know. I was just getting in touch with it last night, and I've been praying, like, Jesus, what am I running away from? And I guess it's just, like, I've been running away from pain, and I'm just seeing these thoughts, and... Yeah, I think I'm over. So yeah, I've been feeling that these movies are just for me and uh, very grateful. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's so beautiful. I really enjoyed that part in the movie too when when he came back home and and uh his father did everything, you know, fixed him a meal and just was so, so willing. And then uh, he said, uh, did you get my letters? And, and yeah, I got them, I threw them away and, you know, did you, did you read them? No, oh, oh, I thought, I thought that's why you came, came back, you know. And that, he didn't stop though, the father, you know, was like, well, that was just my, 
attempt. And we start to see that all these movies we watch, it's all for us. All the phone calls or the communications, you know, how, what a gracious plan. We're just given so many opportunities to, to allow the pain to, to come up, even to just give ourselves permission to feel it. And we've tried to hide it, hide, hide away from it, run away from it. Yeah, it was such a beautiful movie because, you know, just from the beginning to the end, it just, it was everybody's journey. It was our journey we were watching. And there's something freeing about that. Like Frank saying he saw that movie in, in Zurich with Kirsten and then it just was thinking of his, you know, his, his parents. And, and now he sees the movie again and it's like a rinse. You know, it wasn't there at all. So we just keep getting these witnesses that if we just stay willing, we just stay open, it's, we can't fail at this and it's going to be done for us. And all we have to do is just keep allowing and showing up. So, yeah. And I remember when I talked to you in Guatemala, you know, we, we were talked, well, maybe, you know, uh, A2L, haha, uh, and all the different things, you know, how, you know, it just, it always comes back to, it's just for the healing of our mind. And all the other things, you know, we really don't have a clue. But we do know that we're, it's inevitable that we're healing and that we have everything that we need. Keep, it keeps being given to us and shown to us and provided. So, it's, what a great movie to just uh, allow the emotions up to, you know. It's what it took to do that. Because nobody likes to try to hold on to, to pain or to anger or hurt, you know. It's, it's not our purpose to, to try to hold that, so. Thank you. What a, what a movie. I mean, all the way for Esther, you, all the way through, everybody's <laughs> going through a big cleanse tonight. <laughs> Where, or wherever, whatever time it is, wherever you are. It's a big wash. <laughs> the movie is a wash. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Anna. Okay, I'm going to go to Mary next. Go ahead, Mary. Oh, hi, David. Hi, Mary. <laughs> Thank you so much for this movie. Um, there's a, you know, it's it's so interesting because it's we're talking about the forgiveness. Uh, you know, the whole point, the whole theme of this movie is forgiveness. Um, David, I'm not seeing you. Can can you say hi or something? So hi, there we go. Eric. Okay, there you are. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. I was talking to Eric, it was lovely, but I'm, I'm like... <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, the, the forgiveness theme, and, and, and the father and son forgiveness thing was very powerful, but I'm also seeing um, all of these... Um, Things that happened to him in his life, you know, it's like that from the course where it says you can't tell your advances from your retreats. And, you know, when he you know, broke his legs in high school or his feet or whatever and couldn't play football anymore and that led him to his music and 
you know, and, and, but the one, there was another relationship that was so powerful in there. And that was this relationship with Shannon and, you know, that is starting in childhood. Um, she, it's almost like she was an angel to brought into his life to help him through, you know, what he went through, um, and, you know, I, in high school, I'm sure they had a lot of that holy relationships. I mean, special relationship stuff, stuff going on. But he could not tell her he loved her and he couldn't, um, he couldn't really even be with her. It was, it was a, you know, until he, he worked the, you know, the forgiveness out with his father. But um, then, you know, at the, you know, it's like, I love the scene, you know, here I am a romantic, but I love the scene where he's running out, out up to her, Shannon, Shannon. And then he said, I've always loved you. And she said, I know. And, you know, it's like, that's the first time he really said that he loved her. Well, I, I'm just real fascinated with that. You know, I have a real, um, I just have an interest in long-term relationships since I'm, you know, I've been in one for 48 years. It was started as a high school relationship, but it's kind of the same story that, you know, I could, I, I'm just, um, my forgiveness of the other pain has allowed me to embrace the love that I've had this all my life. But anyway, I, I was just until so fascinated with her, with their relationship because, I, of course, I want, I looked it up and and they've been married since 1997 and they now have five children, so she's a really big part of his life. And I kind of am wondering, I'm kind of like, what is what is it that um, is you know are there some relationships that are just eternal? They're like brought in and holy from the beginning and they're just meant to be and they're just there to, to I don't know it's almost like there's a contract you know I know that you've talked about relationships don't necessarily have to be long term or, or even you know not sometimes those long term relationships are not very healthy but I just love it when um I'm seeing that some relationships are almost destined to be a part of spiritual or a part of, of um, um, this making this world endurable. I don't know what I'm saying, but I, I sometimes I see mine that way that I, I just feel really blessed, even though we've had many challenges and many back and forth and in and outs. But I, I just, I've got, I was given the message from Jesus that my relationship has has been it's been a, from day one and the and there's even with all struggles there's always been love and it's always been hard for me to show that love but it's in, been easy for him but kind of like Shannon you know she she it was easy for her to to show love to him but he just couldn't give it back until he went through forgiveness and I think that you know it's that that just had a I just didn't want to let this movie get by without speaking to that relationship because that one was the one that was really, really potent to me. Uh, I love the whole, all of it, you know, but that one spoke to me um, and gave me a, 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 a it's, it's kind of like I want to get your in, input on that because it did feel like that relationship was destined to be and an, a holy relationship all the way through. 
So anyway. Yeah, I like, you've used that word destined a few times there and and I feel like that's kind of pointing at the deep, deep teachings that, uh, that the script is written and, and it seems like that th there are those elements of that written script that, um, you know, like he says, what could you not accept if you but knew that every event, encounter, and circumstance is gently planned by one who knows you're good. It's such a powerful uh, idea. I just shared that recently and somebody said, oh my God, that's my favorite line in the whole, whole course uh, from the workbook there. But I feel like that's that's part of it because underneath that there's there's that just that steadfast desire to to like he says all you have to do is see one person uh, completely without the past. Uh, it's not a cumulative thing. It's it's a devotional thing of like you know uh, really it's not. He says in the course don't. Don't ask the Holy Spirit to see your brother without the body. Ask yourself, you know, would I want to see him sinless? You know, coming, that's where that, it's like faith expanding. And I, I, I really enjoyed that relationship with, with Bart and Shannon too, because it had, just even with that childhood meeting at, at the summer church camp, you know, that you could feel it from the very beginning um, the way that they were there and the way that they were brought together and the way that she, you know, wrote, you know, wrote him a note, you know, like, remember me, uh, you know, like, and, and, and the destiny thing, like, we're going to, I'm going to fall in love with you and all those things, you know, that's, that, those aren't to be ever taken lightly because even in the, the teacher's manual of the Course, Jesus describes, you know, a, a casual encounter and uh, a teaching-learning opportunity in, in which they, the two appear to separate, but each has taught and learned the most that they could. And then he describes a lifelong uh, teaching-learning partner there uh, in the Course, in the Manual for Teachers. and. Uh, he kind of dispels all kinds of uh, like fantasy things about it. You know, they they may they they may be quite have a quite a difficult journey there, perhaps for life. Uh, but if they decide to learn it, the perfect lesson is before them and can be learned. So there it is, right there, in what he's describing as a a lifelong learning relationship and the perfect lesson can be learned. So I think that is one of the strongest parts in the whole course where he's just saying just keep the faith, just have the faith like you as you believe yourself to be in this world of time and space you don't see a way out, you sometimes wonder <laughs> if if you're going to make it, you know, all the things that the doubt thoughts that that he knows that human beings have, but he's just saying if you can have the faith to to see one person differently, then it will transfer to every 
everything and everyone. And so it's kind of interesting because even uh, recently on an online retreat, uh, Alec, or what, what was her name? Uh, the, Axel. Axel was asking, you know, oh, I've, I'm reading the course and, and it looks like now I, I'm not going to be able to have a relationship, she, Axel was saying. She was almost saying, like, well, I've seen what the course is and I know where that's going and it's, it's going to preclude me from having a relationship. And, and I was answering her saying, well, it's really the purpose. It's the purpose for the relationship that we're just getting clear on. And if, if that's our focus, if that's our dedication, if that's our faith, for the purpose of healing, then we can, we will reach it. Uh, it's, it's inevitable. So it's, I think it's beautiful that you were able, that's what your mind was drawn to in this movie and I think it does relate very much to your life situation there. It was, it was like that, for Frank it was that line coming through the father of, you know, chase your dreams and don't look back and for you it was the symbol of Shannon and Bart uh, throughout all that that happened, it didn't didn't uh, stop them at all. And it's great that you even looked it up and said, wow, they got married in 1997 and now they have five children. And you can see it's, it's a, still a deepening uh, faith that's, that's there. And it, it, that's what's required, you know, that's, that's what is required of us, to have that opening and deepening faith. It's beautiful. Thank you. Okay, um, next we have Julie. Go ahead, Julie. Hi. Hi, David. Hi. Thank hi. you. I'm so happy to be here. Um, what a movie and what, what, how, what a timing. Um, I started... Uh, journaling again today and I um, for um, so there's a lot there's so much but I'm, I'm gonna try to be uh, concise um, I was um, feeling a lot of sadness um, and um, in the past few months, but I, I, I started uh, letting it uh, coming up in the last few days. And the sadness is, um, is linked to um, a separation, like a, a relationship in ending. And I uh, agree that it's over. <laughs> I'm not fighting that. But I was not letting that sadness coming up, and, and now I do. And I, I, when I was journaling this morning, I was asking uh, Holy Spirit if I get in touch with that sadness, um, to get in touch with that um, first... Um, separation pain um, and and I think that's that's what it is 
um, when I, I, I was sitting by, by the sea and writing and there was eagles flying all around me and there was a lot of uh, beauty and, 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 and I could feel that I, I could go there safely. Hmm. And um, so is, so then it, it went from that to, to, well, wait a minute. The separation never happened. And is that what forgiveness is? Is it what, you know, so forgiveness was, is it to realize that this instant that I believe was real never happened? And, and it's realizing that all that fragmentation and all that illusion is unreal. So is it that to forgive forgiveness is to know that I actually never <laughs> leave my source that I am spirit. Yeah, that's it. That's that's exactly what atonement is. It's it's the awareness that the separation never happened, and and the hope and the the joy and the glee of just the glimmering, even the slightest glimmering of that, brings such a vast sense of peace, and then we see that what seems to be time is just our opportunity to give that away. In other words, Jesus is saying, the Son of God is innocent. That's the only lesson there is. Of course, the Son of God is innocent because the separation never happened. Hallelujah, that is the, that is the glee and the joy. And then practically speaking, the, I find that the joy is, is in the moment, with whatever seems to arise, that's, that's the healing, that's the gift that you, you can give. You know, it, Jesus says it is, it is the, the privilege of the forgiven to forgive. So, you know, a lot of times in Christian movies, and a lot of movies, you know, it's like, uh, Will God forgive me? Uh, could God ever forgive me for whatever I thought I did or whatever? And then Jesus comes right out and says, God doesn't forgive for he has never condemned. And oh, you know, that's, that's really popping the cork <laughs> right there, you know. And, and there must be condemnation first before forgiveness is necessary. And, and God does not forgive because he has never condemned. So, so what you do in a practical way with that, for yourself and for everyone that you meet, and everyone you even think of, that is the, the privilege of the forgiven to forgive. So it's like you've got a huge gift to give. I remember last night I was, I was up in my office, it was dark, it was late, 
my phone was on my desk and I was just finishing up something on the internet and I looked down and somebody was typing to me on Facebook Messenger <laughs> and uh, they weren't happy. They were like, this, I don't know this shit and da 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 da. And I'm like, whoo! <laughs> so uh, I got it up and I called them right on the spot. They were just sitting up in bed and it was, it was a moment and I just let all that love from forgiveness come and you know, it was, maybe it was like a 10 minute video chat but I could see at the other end, I could see that smile come out. Uh, it went from, from the perception of hell to, to joy and happiness and, and we were smiling and we were laughing and, and that's the thing to always remember, it's a, it's a privilege of the forgiven to forgive. That's, that's what our purpose is, is to give the love. Experientially, really, you know, not some theology, oh yeah that sounds good, yeah, well, that, that's really good, that sounds good. And, and that's how we remember that the separation never happened. Because if we, if we give love, we must have love. You can't give something away that you don't already have. You know, that'd be ridiculous to try to give something you don't have. And it all, it's a way for us to be convinced that we have it. You know, so when the slightest opportunity, you know, I'm just typing, thinking I'm going to be going to sleep, and then, ooh, <laughs> I could see some typing. Well, there we, we got a live one. <laughs> we got a live one. <laughs> and, and it's just another opportunity. So I, I feel like this is important that, that you have had that permission and that allowance to just say, yeah, I think I just need to feel it because it takes too much energy to, to try to hold, hold it off or hold it down. And yeah, we've, we've been raised with the idea we're supposed to be good, good boys and good girls and good men and women and you know, but this unconscious mind, um, we have to have a lot of allowance and permission uh, to let it breathe a little bit <laughs> and not suffocate it. Uh, there's, uh, about the movie now, it, it, and it's, thank you for that, it's, it's, uh, it's so perfect and beautiful, wow. And, and, and the movie, it's funny because I've seen that movie before, and this time, what it, it uh, brought me is into my, um, my guilt as a, mo a mom and that I, I was um, angry at my children and I was just not perfect like I wanted to be and I, I did things that I remember telling my, my youngest son a few years back, like maybe five years ago, I, I, I told him like, I don't think I can never forgive what I, what I did. I, I think that it's, it's like I, I could see a notion of guilt. Like I, I will never cry enough, you know, for, and <laughs> so it, it um, when the, the film started, I, I saw the dad and I was, I, it, it shocked me. And then it brought me right back to my guilt 
guilt. Yeah, this guilt. And, um, but I, I could observe it. <laughs> and, um, and again, it, it, it came back to forgiveness, of course. And, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's an ongoing, it, 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 I feel that it's, uh, it's going to be ongoing for, <laughs> for a while. This, um, this, uh, this movie, what, what it brought me and, um, yeah, it's very powerful for me. So I'm very happy. I'm very, uh, I'm very thrilled to be on that path and. I don't know. I, I have no idea where I'm going, but I know I'm I'm guided, um, and uh, yeah, I. I uh, <laughs> it's funny that uh, Frank said uh, the tapping. I'm doing the tapping for <laughs> a few weeks now, and it's so simple. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. I have anxiety this morning. Tapping. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> I started. Tapping. Beautiful. <laughs> Those little things. And it's, uh, it's someone, uh, the, wife, uh, uh, the wife of my son, actually, that told me, hey, you have anxiety. Just start tapping. And I'm like, tapping? What, what the heck? <laughs> but it, it works. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, it's, it's like... Everything is given, like I was saying with Anna, everything is given. I've, I've known a number of people who, who've been in tapping for some time, and you're a happy tapper. And uh, the beautiful thing is, is like, when we seem to come to this world, like the ego gives us a menu of these options of roles, and mother is uh, one of those roles. You know, the ego never really tells us it invented all of them, uh, and that there's there's an ocean of guilt underneath every one of them. And that that it doesn't want to tell us too much, you know, because it, it wants us to really get into the role. You know, <laughs> it doesn't want to, you know, say, well, by the way, I invented it, and it's just to keep you guilty. It never kind of really says that. It's it's kind of speaks out of two parts of its mouth, so to speak. But it's great that. The Holy Spirit has invented a role for us too, which is forgiveness. You know, forgive what never was. You know, it's and and all these fun lines from the course. Prepare you now for the undoing of what never was. What did he say? You know, it's like you know, doing. It's like Zen Cohen's. You know, more and more you start to just feel looser, looser. You're tapping now. You're getting happier and happier, and. And you're in the tractor beam, you know? It's like you, Jesus has got you. And there's really not much you can do now. Because the gig is up. You know, this idea, all these roles with all this ocean of guilt. Forgiveness is, is a happy dream. And uh, one of the things I was sharing on the phone last night. You know, it was like, oh, they say it's a, a happy dream. A dream. And it's like... Well, Jesus says, happy dreams come true, not because they're dreams, but because they're happy. It's always on the state of mind. It's always on letting go of everything we know about the dream. You know, Jesus says, what 
difference does the contents of a dream really make? You know, he's poking fun at all the contents of the dream, not some. What difference does the contents of a dream make if the very essence of a dream is not real? You know, it's, it's, it's not reality. So why get too concerned about the contents of consciousness? That's where the analyzing, the figuring out, oh, why did I do that? Oh, I'll never live that down. Oh my God, oh yeah. Oh, I saw that movie. Oh, that reminded me of that. Oh, you know, it, it starts to get funnier and funnier because there, it's, a, it's like a riddle with, with no answer. And, uh, and Jesus, he, he knew how bright and intelligent Helen Sheckman was, so one day, you know, he, she was just all ready to do her job and take down the course, and, and then Jesus starts in, you know, with this question. She's like, what? And the question was, what do you do when you find yourself in a desert? She's like, what? What is this? Jesus Christ is now asking me a question, you know, what is, is this some kind of riddle or something? I, and he repeats it, what do you do when you find yourself in the desert? She says, I give up, I give up. And he says, leave. <laughs> now that's, now that's Jesus Christ humor. You know, you've got to love it. Uh, because there's, you can feel the lightheartedness and how much, that's why Jesus is like a symbol of being the Savior. Savior of the mind that, that believes in separation. Savior of the mind that believes in hell. And then he's making riddles to the scribe of his course. You know, he's so playful, playful, always playful. So that's the kind of vibe you're getting into with the tapping, I think, where you just, it's working. It's working for Frank. It's, I've met a number of people. It's working well for, it's, it's the, you're just giving yourself over of letting yourself be rinsed of any kind of crazy or foolish ideas and the, the, really the central foolish idea is that, that you could separate from God. That's, that, is a, that is a crazy one. <laughs> that is really a crazy one. But it's laughable crazy, not, not to be taken seriously, you know. So. Laughable crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Tap away. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you, Julie. Thank you. Love you. Love you. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, sweet. Well, Kristen is here and raised her hand, so go ahead, Kristen. Hi. Hi. <laughs> wow, I'm so super nervous right now. I just joined this movie on a whim, and um, I started crying at like one hour in, and I didn't stop for like another hour. Uh, so it just felt really huge. Like it just started unlocking something and it wasn't necessarily even about the movie. It just, I actually had you guys in my mind as all of this is happening. And and uh, from then it just didn't stop. I just feel like I'm getting floods of ideas and I feel like I want to tell you everything. 
um, <laughs> and um, yeah, my handkerchief is pretty wet right now. <laughs> that's right corner left. Um, but I guess what I'm present to, like in the last few moments, is that um, you mentioned, like I, I even joined in the movie a little bit late because um, I was that this, that was just the flow for me and. Um, you mentioned unworthiness right off the bat and I just fuck man I know I've had I feel like I've just been I've had that word in my mind for like years now and um, it's just such a bad relationship with that word actually Um, because I I I just feel like I've had such problems with it and I don't even know if that's true I don't even know if that's authentic for me right now Um, but um what I was just getting in touch with most recently is that um, like I, I've, I've been there with you guys and then I'm not there. I'm here right now. And, um, and I, I do the best I can with that and in the leaving time and then um, spend pretty much the time that I'm not there with you guys still on my mind. And there's a great deal of shame and everything that comes with that. Cause I just, I feel like I'm, I, I struggle sometimes when I'm there and then I struggle when I'm not. So it's just like this ongoing thing that I have to work with in my mind. And, and, um, actually I feel really glad, um, doesn't look like it in this moment, but I feel really glad because, um, what I, I've just been seeing these thoughts that I've never seen before just in the last like hour, including that, like, um, well, it still feels authentic, but it's like you guys are celebrities to me. Like, and I have this great honor. Um, like, I have this calling that I didn't even ask. I didn't. I don't believe that I even asked for it. But, um, and it's just like it's unstoppable. Like, I I don't I don't really have a choice anymore. And I just like I basically am playing this game where I just get as close as I can all the time. And sometimes it means I'm with you guys and you guys just represent this like this incredible like this this unified like unified purpose and um uh, that's how I've come to see it. Um like you represent like heaven for me actually and with everybody that I love and everything that I wanna be doing. <laughs> And then I get too close and I get really scared and I, I can't deal with it and then leave. And it's then really collapsing. It. It's collapsing what? time. I see it's really collapsing. Collapsing time. It's collapsing time. I see it's really collapsing. Separate collapsing time because we're so we really aren't separate and we're so connected. We're so in love with each other and we're so connected. And it was kind of funny the other day. What is that? A little over two years ago. Wasn't that, that we made that, that a video a over two years ago? So corny. Let's get digital. That we made that video said, that yeah, people said was we so corny. Let's get digital. And Svava said, "Yeah, we were just sitting here." And you said, "Yeah." She said, "You just living in John's song physical." And she said, "You just channeled only a whole new lyric a moment ago." Digital, and then so it wasn't only a blink a moment ago that we were all over there in 
QDS. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised uh, I didn't remember the name COVID-19. of these places. COVID-19. 19. Very yes. good. Oh, yeah. Remember 19. Uh, COVID-19. 19. Well, we were just, we were just had our phones and let's get digital. We were just had our phones and let's get digital. You and I, and Michael, and let me hear your spirit talk. You know, it's easy to revive that. I said, I don't know why people said it's easy to revive that. I said, I don't know why people said it was corny. That was good stuff. That's some of my best songwriting ever. I think even a living new John but would love that. Like, uh, you know that you just version of it. But it's like whenever you know, the thought of bodies, you just comes start to in see and proximity. That or whatever. Whenever there the thought is, of bodies comes in is and proximity or whatever, there it is. That's some kind of that crazy is idea. The ego and trying to, you know, to use some kind of crazy year, idea. We actually, in this and house. you know, it's on November third. Year we were actually in this house going on November third, and I was talking to everybody and going. Well, if this year was the year of the digital and the digital and is going to be and I saw digital and the digital and outside on the, and I saw the, uh, the street a, post a outside on the finding the street the sign that said finding and, finding and Yoko then we got here we watched above us only sky and then we got here we watched above us only sky with John Lennon and Yoko and Jesus was saying yeah Yoko was like her mind she was the one who wrote the lyrics for pretty much for a lot of the songs imagine and everything find Yoko and every single time we have expansiveness time or space and every single time uh, we have in, a that's, thought of that's time creepy. or space that's scary. Even uh, Einstein come in, was scared. That's, he that's creepy. Spooky, that's scary. Even Einstein was scared. He called it spooky. Don't worry if you're afraid. Spooky Einstein action was at a distance. Uh, he was a genius Don't worry if you're afraid. Was, Einstein was spooked. Was spooked as a uh, he was a genius, the, and yet he was, a, he was spooked as a scientist about the, the idea that, that we're all connected. connected. It just shows as if it's just a fear of that connection, fear of that love. But now all of our physical events have been cancelled. This is all that we got. This is it. This is it's this is all that we got. This is all of it, the entirety. And you can you can feel the love and the joy with Wow, you know we live in an age with technology where we can we're sitting on these chairs and you're sitting where you are you're on the big screen and you're bigger than you ever were here. You're just giant. It's a giant, so, Kristen. So you know, you just gotta love it. You know, you just start to see that. So you know, you just start to see None of that ego scare tapping is really working. tapping, and you're just beaming and glowing. Frank tapping, and Julie tapping, and you're just beaming and glowing, and. We're, we're all beaming healed. and glowing, and uh, it's happening. We're we're being healed. It's despite our resistance. It's like slowing down. It's it's still happening. It's not like slowing down. Yeah. Oh God. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. That's it. Like I, I just had this prayer running through my mind uh, as the thoughts were coming in of like unworthiness and celebrities. It's like I just feel like. I don't want to ever feel like I left. I want, like I want to, I want to feel connected now, and I don't yeah. ever want to stop that feeling. And, and um, yeah, yeah. Because I love you. Oh, I love you too, and you haven't left. We're 
we're still as connected as we ever were or ever will be. And that's the beautiful thing of this, you know. It's, a, it's just a feeling that we just have to let grow very strong in our hearts because, because it's true. <laughs> that's, why, that's why we're doing it. Yeah, because it's real and it's true. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And all my love to everybody there. Oh, God, I love you guys so much. We feel it. We feel it. Oh, there you are. <laughs> We're going to have to pull that Let's Get Digital video out there. Oh, thank you. Just when Pete designs a new flyer, they, oh my God, they're going to pull that out of the attic. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet. We've got two more hands up, David. Do you want to keep going? or? Yeah, let's have our last two hands. Okay. So, Manuel, I, I'm trying to unmute you here. It's not working. Can you unmute him, Zach? He's beaming. You're beaming, Manuel. We see you. If we see you're glowing, I could select. You have a. Let me... Hi, everyone. <laughs> let me see your halo, halo, halo. <laughs> we have some corona right here, some halo. <laughs> Well, I, I just I just want to say hello to right there in Japan and right here online and in La Casa de Milagros also. Hi everyone. <laughs> um, I, I I'm so I'm so thankful, David, because um, uh, this this movie really really touched my my heart. Um. um I, I feel so um, I felt so connected with the with the movie with the story. It seems like like I I I had that uh, kind of uh, hard childhood uh, with my with my stepdad, um, and and that's something that I I really didn't want to put it in the light and and now I can realize that like I, I was avoiding that I was kind of hiding um even when when you when you said the title of the movie I I I, I have been uh, I have seen that movie before and and I didn't like it when you said the title uh, I, I knew it like like Right there, I knew like oh well, something something is coming, um, and then yeah, I I, I watch it again. Um, I was feeling so touched by all of that emotions in the movie, the anger, the the violence. Uh, if, if we call it like that, if we can call it violence, but what I'm trying to say is that at the end. Um, I started hearing um, 
people here like like Esther, like Kristen, like um, Frank. I I I listen the words that you said to, to them and and something just happened. Like I, I realized like okay, like that's it. it. It's just I just need to to look at that and, and leave the leave the past in the past, you know, like realize like um remember the truth like never happened in reality never happened and and i feel like this is the end of of many experiences that it's like the holy spirit is giving me clues and step stones you know uh last week and i just uh, I was talking with my brother. Um, I, I don't want to be like him. I don't want to be like like my dad because uh, last week uh, something happened with my with my daughter and and I feel so angry. But I decided not to speak it out. I, I decided just to go pray. And I, I was speaking with I was um, speaking with her and and I told her well I I don't really want like just be repeating the same story uh, and I, I don't even want to feel the the anger I don't want to to keep um, judging myself or judging. Judging uh, my stepdad, so I, I can really, I can really see all all of those uh, stepstones like this Holy Spirit was giving me, and and earlier uh, something just click in, and uh, I hear. Someone said, "Like uh, I cannot, I cannot imagine how I can forgive myself, or I cannot imagine how these all those memories can just go away." But right there, something clicked on me, and even the title of the movie is, is "I can only imagine." Like, okay, I just, I just need really to wish it. I, I just really need to pray about it and. And just let the Holy Spirit do the do the job, and and it's done. You know, um, I I I really want to see the miracle here. Um, my whole life, I I've been avoiding my stepdad. I I try to not to call him, not not to see him. But now I, I really want to. I really open for the miracle. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Wow, that's fantastic. That's that's it right there. <laughs> you. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> it can it takes one instant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, it's, it, I've been talking recently about the power of our wanting and, and just to come to an admission like, wow, I, I can't figure the past out, but I must have seemed to want it, but I don't want it anymore. I don't want it anymore. And just that moment you have with your daughter is just so transparent and so healing, where, where you know, it starts to come up, where you start to feel it, and then you just say, I don't want, you can say to her, I don't want to, I don't want to feel this way, and I don't want to, to let this thing inside of me that wants to play itself out, just it's just like a broken record from the past, but that we have the power to to break free. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to play it out, you know. I, even I laugh now at some of the stuff from the Bible that I used to read, and I used to be horrified by it, you know. I'd read the Bible and it said, the sins of the Father are revisited on the third and fourth generations, and I'd be like, oh my God, that is dark. And, and then, uh, but then I think that, that Jesus is just saying, listen, it's all been reinterpreted, you know. Even vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, which I hated. Now he reinterprets and says, no, vengeance is, is an idea that does not belong in your holy mind. Give it to me. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Like, give, it, give it to me. Oh my God, I thought, if you can reinterpret vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, <laughs> I guess you could reinterpret everything. Yeah, he's like, yeah. So that's where we start to realize that, that um, you know, like your stepdad was just calling for love. The Holy Spirit knew it was like a call for love. It was like his little inner child was like saying to Miguel, love me. Please love me. Don't pay no attention to that <laughs> that angry figure, you know. Pay no attention to that. Please love me. Please love me. And finally we we hear it. We start to feel it, you know. We we feel it in ourselves and we feel it for him too. I remember with my biological father too, one time he sat down with me and he just sat across from me and he said, David, I am so sorry. He said, he said, I, I really wasn't a very good father and he, he started to talk, but I wouldn't let him go on with the whole thing. I said, no, no, no. I said, nonsense. I said, you did the best that you could do based on what you believed. I did the best that I could do. Let's not that, play that game anymore. And just from that one moment, we were the happiest father and son ever because I wouldn't buy it. I, I was like, he was trying to, he was trying to apologize and I, I would have none of it. I would, I was like, no, I'm not buying that for one instant. And, and I said, and I'm not going to play the, the, the son role too. I'm not going to play that out either. I said, we were, we were nuts, not a we were nuts. We were nuts trying to play that game. And he, you should have seen the look on his face. He just got the biggest smile on his face. I don't know what he thought I was going to say, but I was like, no, I'm not buying it at all. No, you weren't a bad dad. No. We, we, 
we were fooled and tricked by this ego thing, but I said, we're not going to, we're not buying it, we're not, gonna. and we were just so happy, all the way to the point when he passed away, we were happy. He even went into a coma, he went into a coma, and he was in intensive care when I came, I was traveling, teaching the course, and I came back, and my mother and my sister said, well, he's, he's in a coma, and he's in intensive care, and I said, well, I want to see him. So we went to the hospital, we went in intensive care, he was in a coma, he, he came around, Dave! <laughs> he came right out of the coma for me, just like that. You know, we had too much love for the coma stuff, you know. I was like, I, I'd probably go and bump him a little, like, come on, hey, Dave! You know, because it's all just, it's a charade, you know, the idea of separation or that we're not connected, and once we start to really feel the joy of that connection, then we can be more lighthearted. And that's what everybody's wanting to hear. They, they just want to know that they're loved. That whatever they seem to do didn't, didn't make any difference. It didn't, it didn't, it couldn't stop the love. And, uh, and, and I could see that so in the movie, that when you know, when he reached down, when he went in there with that, and picked up that bat, his father was saying, go ahead, just do it. Just do it. Like, go ahead and hit me. And then he, when he dropped that bat and reached down and, and picked his father up, then you could see, like, it was over for the ego. I mean, it was, <laughs> it just, it was over right there because the the healing was so strong, it just was sparked and, and came alive there. And you know, the thing that helps me whenever I think of forgiveness, I always think that it's a privilege for the forgiven to forgive, but I also always remember forgiveness is a gift to yourself. Whatever we were holding on to from the past, it was it was harming us, it was harming our own mind, it wasn't harming anybody else. We were being brought down by believing in those memories and believing in those scenes that we replayed in our mind over and over. And, you know, in, in spirit it's just like saying, oh, please give me those. <laughs> you should not be playing, <laughs> playing around with those memories. You know, give them to me. I know what to do with them, you know. So, I love it. I'm just, I could see your glowing face and I could see the the movie had a huge impact, and that's that's all we could ever pray for. We we didn't even know which movie we were. Going. You say you got upset when you heard the title. We didn't know till the last second. You know, it was like two horses in a horse race. You know, three horses, <laughs> neck and neck, and then well, finally we had to press play on some movie. So it, again, the spirit is wise. The spirit knows. Thank you. Thank you, Manuel. Thank you. Okay, and last but not least, we have Ken, Kenneth in the co-living community. Go ahead, Kenneth. Where's the camera? Oh, sit in the white chair, yeah. Can you see me? Yes. <laughs> Dave, it's great. This was a perfect movie. I, I, you know, there was the, the scene that he, he was coming in, he, 
his father hadn't made his breakfast. And, and I was watching his father's face. His father was trying so hard. And, and I had a similar scene in my story, David. It, it must have been 30 years ago because I had a very abusive father. And, and so I was very touched. That's why I said it was the perfect movie. And I, I watched my father uh, try also. with It could have been scripted just like it was in the movie. Almost choking on the words. Uh, saying, I don't know how to do this. Almost like groveling in a way. So when they played that scene, David... I was, I was brought to tears, and and this is why I wanted to to share this with you this evening, because I've been angry most of my life. That's why I could put myself in the the role of the son, because I wasn't going to accept it. Because I and I have a backlog of stories of being you know beaten, you know thrown, kicked. But when, you know, when I got out of treatment seven years ago, I, I only had one prayer. It was probably the first prayer of my life. And I said, God, I don't know how to love my father. And I don't know how to forgive him. But if I don't, you know, I'm never going to stay sober. So here I find myself seven years later. Now, what I, what I also liked about that movie what I, I'll tell you, no, let me tell you what I didn't like about the movie <laughs> is that it happens so fast. You know, he goes out into his truck, he finds the cancer, and then, you know, about what is it, about 20 or 30 minutes later, it's a happily ever after. <laughs> I wish it could have happened that soon in my story, but that doesn't matter. Uh, that's the way movies are written. Uh, but what you share in this community, David, is, is you want us to express feelings. And I'm sick and tired of expressing anger. <laughs> And so the miracle I've got to share with, with everyone this evening is this evening I got to share the sadness. And that's it's the miracle, brother. Thank yeah. you. Oh, thank you, Kenneth. We can see your face smiling. That's, that's a big burden lifted. Just like Julie, she went through the sadness too, you know, just and, and yeah, so whatever the feelings are that have to come, you know, we have to we have to be gentle, we have to allow. And and we're getting good at seeing those calls for love, you know. It's it seems like we were a little more tricked with the the anger and the viciousness, you know, like we were like we put up a tough wall like nobody's ever going to pull that off on me again. I'll have my armor, my shell, my thick skin, but somehow we're starting to see and feel the, the hurt and the sadness that must be underneath that veneer of, of anger and attack and violence. Um, and, you know, it's like we need to start to, like we would treating a child. If a child, if a, a child has a temper tantrum, you know, a loving mother will, will let them express and get it, you know, ex do what they have to do, act it out or whatever, and then I'll oh, come here, come here, you know. And, and we practice with, with our friends, with our neighbors, with everything and everyone, you know. But we're getting much better at, at tuning into that call for love. 
Because Jesus says, once you make that step, you're home free. Because then you're going to give the love, and you'll feel the love that you give. And the only way that you know you have it is you've got to give it. But somehow we felt we had to bottle it up and protect it with like a hard shell. And that just didn't work. And we've, some of us have tried that for many, many years, decades, and you know, it just didn't work. So thank you. You, I always say you're like our poster child, that smiling face, you know, we, Slava always says, she remembers you from the, the mystery school. She's, every time she sees that, that movie, she said, he's the most changed man in the world. Uh, and that's a testimony. You know, that is a testimony. And that's what I think was so powerful in the movie that Bart, you know, when he saw the innocence and when he saw his father change, there was something powerful about that. Because then he had to throw it back on himself, like, <laughs> like, why am I still holding grievances against this precious one who's trying so hard to understand? You know, and even asking, can you help me? He, I, he's like, I, I don't get, I don't understand Leviticus. <laughs> that's fantastic. You know, that's like really pouring it out there. And you're doing that too. You've, you've just been so transparent and, and so willing. And I can tell your dedication to practice. Yeah, to practice, practice, practice. Don't miss a, a precious chance. You know, that's, that's a powerful demonstration and witness for everyone. You know, when they see you you're tenaciously forgiving. <laughs> tenaciously. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you all. This has been like, a, a, again, an honor and a privilege to, to be with you and to be joined with you. And like Kristen was saying, we are so connected. We are all connected and now it's come down to the digital for us. We, we had our whole calendar wiped and we're just uh, enjoying. In fact, um, we just premiered that uh, video today. Our, our digital video and right away somebody somebody wrote right in like what is the event when is the next event and I, I said tonight <laughs> I, got, I got right on to reply like it was she just could feel our uh, digital vibe through the video and then just honest ask an honest question when's the next event tonight so this is it we're we're smack dab in the middle of it and we're we're loving this, and we're so grateful, and Slava was reminding me, she would say months ago, she said, you know, you just need to be doing movie gatherings, you know, you just need, <laughs> it's like for you and for everybody else, <laughs> like, let's, let's do everybody a favor here and, and, and start doing this. And so, you know, we still planned, you know, events and da da da, then it's like, no, 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 no. And so here we are. We're we're digitally joined, and it's all in the mind. And and the best part is we just can experience it: the love, the joy, the welcome, the the fun of seeing the facial expressions and the tapping. Now, my gosh, we're all going to be. I'm going to have have to get ISO tapping too. 
if he's not in samadhi, uh, he'll have to come out for a little tapping. But we're just having fun. And that's, what else can you do except have fun and share the joy together? And thank God for this uh, means and mechanism that is given us. So, so thank you. We'll, we'll all send you kisses and hugs and lots of waves and hearts. <laughs> oh, so sweet, so dear. We love you. We love you, we love you, we love you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's a live stream, joyful celebration. Gloria. Glory to God in the highest. <laughs> a love stream. Right, our love stream. We'll call it a love stream and they're with it. Oh, that's corny. That's the same people that, that <laughs> did the let's, let's Get Digital video. Now they're doing love, love streams. <laughs> love taps. <laughs> that's great. Okay, until we meet again, we're in your heart. You're in our hearts. <laughs>